Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life balance specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to our December 2nd live edition of the Changebook Radio Show. And it's Deb Crow, your work-life balance specialist, back with you. And I have to tell you, December in Canada is starting off amazing. We're already into the second day. It's sunny, and we don't have a bit of snow on the ground. So it's beginning to feel like Christmas, but certainly not look like Christmas. So once again, it's my privilege to be back with you today, and we have two dynamic ladies on the show. And the first lady we have is Stacy Carnaludi, and I would just like to read a little bit of her bio. She is from The Change Book 2, and I love uh, Stacy's website because she refers to herself as an authentic agent of change who has a passion for God-centered business and spirit-led living. She's a prophetic voice and dynamic leader with a unique and powerful gift of both insight and imparting the word of God. She is an international best-selling author. She's a captivating speaker. She's high-powered success coach, mentor, studio FX3 owner, and the CEO of StacyC.com. Her message is relevant her work transformative, and her way, she's a bit of a renegade. So, Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. It's just, you know, it's such a pleasure for me, and you're another one of the co-authors who I had the privilege of meeting in April when we all came together for Jim and Jim's training, and so it's just, it's bittersweet for me to be interviewing you today because you've had a lot of growth and a lot of change since April. So I want to talk about that with you. And my first question is, we have a short time, we only have 30 minutes, and it goes by so fast. So share with our listeners, what is your area of passion and business in Stacey? Uh, Faith and fitness and helping people truly live out the highest life possible I really help people do what they're here to do and I use fitness as a tool to help us uh, get there a little quicker because like Einstein said until something moves nothing really happens (laughs) so I help people move their body in order to move their life and faith is the fuel that we use to to energize everything um, all the work that I do well, and I I love your passion and I love your enthusiasm and you just seem to have such clarity with your approach with your clients. And I know that you follow the change and you're very involved with our powerful global community with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz and the Change Book Series co-authors. Tell us what excites you about that. Oh, just the connection to the world, Um, just to be hooked up with like-minded people who are just as passionate about the work that they do. Um, It's been extraordinary, and I'm still not at a place where I'm taking full advantage of the network, but um, I see that in my future, and it's it's amazing. It, It feels it feels limitless, and that's what I'm all about, <laughs> taking the limits off of our lives. And when I see the potential, um, you know, that we have in this work, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Really exciting to me. Well, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, to be, we are part of 
the fastest growing personal <laughs> development book series in the world. Like just being able to say that we're part of that. How yeah. does that make you feel? Amazing. Truly amazing. It feels like wildfire. I really, um, I write a lot about igniting fires, <laughs> igniting passion. And that's what I felt when I read that, when I read those words that we had become the fastest growing um, personal development book series, I just saw wildfire. And I just saw all of these like, boom, one fire just like sparking another fire all around the world, just fire, fire, fire everywhere. And um, it's just incredible. And then I read Jim's thing about 2016. He just intends for that to double. So um, exponential growth and therefore reach, you know, just to be able to reach so many people with the message of change and with the message of hope is um, it's just incredible. And, and all the resources that we have, like if I can't reach somebody, I know that you can or somebody else in the in the um, change can and, and to be able to hook people up with the right people, you know, so that we can really um, make the change that, that we're here to make is very exciting to me. Well, I agree. And I, I love the ve- the vehicle that this radio show brings because I'm seeing the like-mindedness and having the blessing of speaking to all of you and, and putting mm-hmm. you in touch with each other and, and seeing where those synergies lie. And it's just such a, uh, it's such a gift for me. And I, I feel grateful. And, and every week I'm, I'm like a little kid in a candy store excited to interview, yes. <laughs> you know, the two, uh, the two co-authors. And again, lucky that I, I got to meet you and see your passion. So I love what you said about using the fitness as a tool. So take some time and really share with us, what's one challenge that you see in your clients or when you do your group masterminds of the people in these groups that your talents are addressing? Um, They lack the staying power in their life. So they start a lot of things, but they don't finish them. And um, they have these really great intentions to do great things or to accomplish a goal, um, but they can't seem to get to the finish line. And so, therefore, they get knocked down again and again and again. And so I've been able to put together programs, and God has given me some insight to be able to identify the things that are keeping people stuck in their lives. And so um, that's what I wrote about in the book is um, five kind of programming keys that I use to give us a strong foundation to be able to build a business, to be able to improve our health, to be able to get the, you know, passion reignited in our relationships, to be able to do anything that we're here to do on earth. I believe that these five fundamental um, things must be in place. And so that's what my chapter was about in the book. And I still live by these things, (laughs) by these five keys. So... Well, one of the things that I wanted to share with you is yesterday I had the privilege of being on Susan Free's, um, excuse me, radio show. Yeah. She has has the largest Christian radio show on the airwaves, and she is also a co-author. And I really feel that there's synergy, synergy between you and Susan. And one of the things that I loved about your chapter is you would list one of your five points and then you would do a quote and then you would have a scripture there relating to it. And Susan is very much like that in her life, in her business. Um, she's also a professional dancer and she would ask me a certain question, and, and then she would say, what scripture would resonate that for me? So I was really touched mm-hmm. when I went back and read your chapter again, because you did that. So where does that, where does that faith-filled flow, as I call it, where does that come to in your business and in your personal life? Um, well, it to me, the Bible is alive and it's so when i when i read it it goes inside of me and it's so active 
it feels like it literally graces me to do the thing that it said it was going to do. So it kind of gives me the gas or the fuel to energize my life and to keep me focused and on course to do the thing that I'm called to do. And so I, I found such inspiration in the word. It's probably been about, it was when I was 30 years old is when I had a personal encounter with God through the word. It was through the Bible that I was reading and, and I had tried to read the Bible when I was younger, but nothing really you know, it wasn't alive yet. And all of a sudden, when I got to a point in my life when I guess I was in pain and a little more ready for change, which I do believe that there is a readiness um, that needs to be there in order for any kind of work to be effective. But anyways, I began to read. All of a sudden, the words became alive and they started to jump off the page. So now that's how it still is for me. So I notice in my business, if I'm working with somebody on a certain area um, in their life, and then I open up the Bible and I share a scripture that's relevant to that work, all of a sudden it like energizes that um, work for them. It gives them hope and it gives them um, energy and it gives them focus and it gives them the grace to be able to do the thing that they know they're called to do. So um, it's just very effective for change in my life and in the lives of my clients. So I use it for everything. I have it in my fitness studio. Um, and every time I work with a client, there's some scripture that is shared to be able to keep us moving and growing and alive and active in the work that we're doing. Does that answer your question? Absolutely it does. And I want to know which which scripture describes you best as a woman. Wow. As a woman. Oh, my goodness. You know, oh, goodness. I, I guess I would say that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. So I depend on, trust in, and literally live out that verse every single day where I identify with my Christ nature. And when I do that, it's like I have supernatural ability. I have supernatural strength, power, my femininity is at its peak, um, and I don't lack any good thing. So all of a sudden, whenever that old thinking comes in that says I don't have enough or I'm in lack of something, immediately I remember who I really am. And who I am is the Christ in me. And Christ is in lack of nothing, <laughs> Christ is more than enough, you know. So there is no room for lack or defeat when I'm in my Christ mind and I'm living according to a Christ consciousness. So I am more than a conqueror. I am more than enough. I am I am love. I am light. I am energy. I am everything I need to be um, in this world when I'm aligned with the truth, which is that it's Christ that's living in me now. So I guess that would be it. Galatians well, 20. <laughs> that it's not that it's it. It's I love all your I am affirmations. And yes. again, being the gift of doing this radio show, I want to say to all the co-authors, the female co-authors, I think every one of us, I think that we are a true reflection of Proverbs 31 verse 25. She is clothed oh. with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. Our future is so bright. I joke with Jim Lutz and say, I'm going to start wearing sunglasses every day. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, so I'm going to take that. Amen. You can, you can choose to be myopic or you can choose to have vision. And sometimes, you're not going to use your physical eyes to see those visions. And it's very much oh, how you lead your life and how you just spoke about who you are as a woman and who you are in business. And it's just having that 
fulfillment and overflow of faith and just kind of riding the ebbs and flows down the faith highway. I talked with Susan about this last night and things are already mapped out. We just have to sit in the driver's seat and just and just be led. Amen. Yes. Yes, it's already there. I was praying that just now with my students in class at the end of class we pray and that was what came to my mind just that we would walk out those ordained steps so our steps are already ordered for us and if we can just stay on the path that's illuminated you know where that light is those steps are ordered and they are righteous and they're going in great good amazing um, prosperous um, ways and so I'm just so excited to know that I'm on that right path you know you can feel it every day absolutely and and you know I people say to me well are you really as happy as you are on social media and I said there's just no (laughs) other way to be yep amen there's just no other way now you made a really interesting point about your clients that I I would like to just chat about for a minute so Why is it that we as human beings have all this excitement and great intent to start a task and we don't finish? And I want you to clarify, is it a combination of procrastination, fear, past experience? Could you just share with us your wisdom of why you see this repetitive pattern in your clients? Um, I believe I do work with most most of my clients are of faith. And so I believe that the visions and the intentions and the goals that they have deep down inside are for things that they've never experienced before. They want to go places they've never been. And in order to go someplace you've never been, you need somebody to be with you. And I think that's why God said, you know, 365 times, Fear not, for I am with you, because he's calling his people into a land of freedom, of abundance, um, of victory. It's a place that they've never been called Canaan, right? He's taking us out of limitation and lack and, and bondage, the, what, which he is a type of Egypt in the Bible. And he's taking us into a land that flows, you know, with milk and honey, which is Canaan. And in order for us to get there, we have to have some kind of, um, you know, confidence that um, we're being led by the right people. And so God says, not only am I with you, but I'm going to bring Moses, I'm going to bring Joshua, I'm going to bring somebody alongside to help you go where you've never been. And I think that that's what's happened in the past with these people is that they've tried to get places by themselves. And they've run into roadblocks time and time again, and they've run into fear, and they don't recognize it as fear, and they don't know what they need to do to overcome it. And so I come alongside, and I'm able to discern what's going on and when they're in fear and what those blocks might be, and we get them free again, and we move forward. Each and every week, we set um, very realistic, reasonable, you know, action steps. And as they see themselves doing what they said they were going to do, because now they've got the support and the insight and the energy and the fuel to be able to go that next, you know, leg of their race, um, their confidence grows. And so it's just incredible. I make my clients commit. I make them. (laughs) My programs are set up um, for a commitment of one year. And I do that because I believe that change only happens in the context of a trusting relationship, of a meaningful, relevant, trusting relationship. And so I um, develop that relationship with my clients. And within a year, I can't even tell you, I've been working with this group that I have right now. It's been almost. Almost, where are we at? Eight, nine, going on to nine months. And the change has been amazing. I was in tears the other day listening to one of my clients. She called and there was really nothing huge on her heart that she wanted to work on for this next week. She was in a place of such happiness and contentment that she said, you know what, would it be okay if I just stayed here this week and just just rejoiced and just celebrated <laughs> this place and I I was just 
you know, in awe. I said, absolutely, let's just stay right here and enjoy it because she had never felt that kind of bliss before of just being exactly where she wanted to be. You know, there was no need or desire to go out and, um, like, plan another event to get more money for Christmas or whatever. She didn't, there was no worries about money. There was no worries about business. There was none of that. It was just a place of absolute contentment and happiness because she was so fulfilled. And that was priceless for me, you know. So anyways, it's just been a miraculous journey for me. Incredible. Well, (laughs) and I... I also love those moments, and I tend to see them more when I'm in large crowds and I'm speaking on work-life balance. And there's mm. always there's always one soul you connect with, and you know you see the tears streaming, and you think, yeah, if yeah. somebody goes home with one nugget that I've that I've led them to today, then I've I've achieved my goal. So. I I emotionally and cognitively get what you're saying and there's just there's just no words to describe that and just I'm yeah. sure you see massive growth in a year from where mm-hmm. they start to where they finish that's amazing Yeah yeah it is Now is. I know that you've gone through some rebranding and you've got a new website so let our listeners know about your website. Is there any programs or speaking events that you've got coming up? What's on the go for Stacy C for December and 2016? You know, right now I am putting together a program that I want to launch in 2016, and it's called The Door, and it's going to be a group. It'll be my first group coaching program, and I'm going to be um, taking people through uh, it'll be 10 months of teaching, but we might just stretch it out um, to another year-long program just so that I can get that one-on-one with people as needed to make sure that we're not rushing through anything. But I'm going to take them through um, or on a journey out of Egypt, out of lack, out of bondage, out of limitation, out of slavery, and into places of freedom in life, in health, in business, and in relationships. And I'm going to do it through a one-hour call per week where we're all going to come together on a webinar or a call. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like. Um, But we're going to come together as a group once a week online. So I'll be able to have people, you know, of course, globally um, participate in the program. So that's what's in the works right now. I've also got another fitness, faith-based fitness group coaching program that's being developed as well, and I will run it the same way. Um, It'll be a little less intensive, and um, not the investment won't be the same either, just to try to help give people the support, the accountability, and the how-tos of um, getting fit and staying fit um, for life. And so that's what I'm creating right now, and I hope that um, I'm planning on those projects to launch um, in February. Well, they'll launch in January, and then they'll begin in February. And I've also got a manuscript that's almost ready to be published, and so I've got a book coming out as well at the beginning of 2016, and it's called From Egypt to Canaan. So that's what's in the works for me, hoping to get more and more people involved um, in the work that I'm doing. It's been it's been really, really exciting, and I know that I've kept it small, but I'm getting um, closer and closer to really unleashing things at a, a, on a bigger scale. So we're, we're getting close. <laughs> well, good for you. I want to read a little snippet out of your chapter. And you are in the change book number two. Mm-hmm. And your chapter is entitled From Faith to Fitness. And I have to share with you, uh, you and Tamara Renee, my, my two little buddies in California, um, you have really impacted me because I preach on work-life balance and I was not giving enough of myself back to myself in terms of exercise. So I told Tamara not to tell you because I wanted to tell you today. So I joined a boot camp five weeks ago, 
And I have just made so much progress. And I'm not talking about percentage of this and that and body mass and pounds, but I just cannot believe my mental clarity and focus. I thought it was good before, and now it's exceptional. And I just, I love leaving the gym looking like I just got out of the shower. So I'm telling everyone out there in radio land, I'm turning 50 next year. So my focus is to be fabulous, fit, and 50 when I turn 50 next May. So I just want you to know that you had a little piece in that. And I love reading all of your information and you're such an educational leader in the in the fitness arena so I just I'd love to share it's from point number five that you spoke about your five points and and number five is train your senses to discern good but I'll read this small paragraph that really really resonated with me change happens when the pain of being a caterpillar outweighs the pain of becoming a butterfly when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired bam the grace to change arrives. Just speak about that for a few minutes and, and just elaborate on what you mean by that metaphor. Oh, gosh. I We were doing wall squats just this morning in my class. We had the big yoga ball behind our back, and I brought them down into a squat. So their legs, you know, our legs were just shaking and screaming and burning. And I said, this is what the caterpillar feels like as he's struggling to get out of that cocoon cocoon and, and become that butterfly. Um, you know, on the other side of that struggle and that pain is something so beautiful. But earlier I spoke about readiness. And I know that there were people in my life when I was 20 and 23 and even 17 that saw me going in a direction that probably wasn't so great and they could probably see the end of the path that I was choosing and they tried to intervene and I wasn't ready. I didn't know that they were reaching out to help save me from what was coming and um, and so I had to live out, you know, the consequences of my choices, and I ended up inflicting a lot of pain um, on myself, and I lived a destructive lifestyle for quite a number of years before I got to a point where I was ready to change. And I remember when that came, I was about 27 years old, and um, I was diagnosed as an anorexic. you know with anorexia and I had been um, committing adultery I was married and I was you know involved in other relationships I had had an abortion I um, was selfishly ambitious you know in the meantime while I was living this crazy life of addiction um, drinking binge drinking all the time um, I was also achieving a great deal in the fitness industry and I was out there making exercise videos so I appeared to look quite successful I was still achieving and doing great but I was um, unhappy you know nothing would fill that emptiness that really um, you know there was a big old hole inside of me that was just craving something and so I was filling that emptiness up with whatever I could find so I finally went to a psychiatrist you know I finally reached out and got some help and tried to figure out why I was living the life that I was living. It wasn't satisfying me anymore. It was fun for a season, but after a while I realized I want more and I know that there is more to life. And so that's what that metaphor is about. Until you're really ready to change, until you're in pain, unfortunately a lot of us have to get to that place where we absolutely can't stand the pain of staying the same anymore. And I've experienced that place and I'm grateful for it, Um, but I get a lot of people. I have a new client that I just started with yesterday, and she arrived. She wanted to have face-to-face, you know, sessions because she is local, and tears. I mean, of course, she walked in the door and just was sobbing because of the pain that she's in today, and I'm not happy that she's in pain, but I'm elated that she's ready for change, and that's exciting to me because there's grace right there. When you've got a desire to change, then the grace to do it is 
you know, it's arrived. And so um, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that that was very powerful. So I just want to remind everybody that we've got all of your info on blogtalkradio.com under this episode info. And it's Stacy with an E, S-T-A-C-E-Y-C dot com. I wish you just amazing success with your new program, The Door. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited to hear and read your new book. And I want to leave you with a quote from J.P. Morgan. This is for you from Mama Deb. Go as far as you can see. When you get there, you'll be able to see farther. And that that's where you are in, in time and space right now, my friend. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love so you, it. I appreciate you, have, you so much. You have an awesome day, and thank you for spending the last 30 minutes. And I hope to see you next year when we do some collaborating. So you take care. Yes. All right. Take care. Thank you, Mama. Bye-bye. Deb. Bye-bye. Just such a powerful interview with Stacy Carnaluti from Book Two. And I just love how she balances her personal life and her fitness life and, and just how everything flows with her through faith. So I'm I'm really excited now to move into our second author, another international author. I still I know that Hawaii is part of the United States, but for me in Canada <laughs> I still think that's international. So I'd like to read a little bit about Emmy Augustine, and then I'd like to welcome her to the show. Emmy is an author, a motivational speaker, a wellness coach, a lady entrepreneur, a model. She's a child life specialist. She just continues to evolve as a person with so many different facets in her life. And I'm just really taken back when I read her bio and got to chat to her a little bit over Facebook and the different social media platforms. It doesn't matter if she's reaching her personal goals or transferring, transforming herself from old ways into new habits. She just has such an, uh, an aspiring attitude, and I'm really excited to spend the next 30 minutes. So, Emmy, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Thank you. And and I guess I can say aloha because you're the first person that I know in Hawaii. <laughs> aloha. It's still morning in Hawaii, so good morning. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, it's another element of the Change Book series that I love is getting to meet phenomenal people like yourself from all over the world. So I'm really looking forward to spending the next 30 minutes with you. So you've joined our growing, powerful global community with Jim Britt and Jim Lucemi and the Change Book series, and you are in book number seven. Tell us what excites you about that. Well, I was actually interested in self-publishing my whole book um, last year, and when I was invited into this book series, I thought, what perfect timing. I was at this kind of bridge where I told Jim on the phone, both Jims, like I was trying to raise money to self-publish. And when they called me and did an interview, I was at that point where I was about to give up. And because I spoke to them on the phone and they sent me their mentorship, their, um, I think Jim Lutz sent me something about divine timing. And I thought, how can I say no to this opportunity? <laughs> so that's kind of how it came out. And then I was going to California a month later, and that's when I met Jim Lutz in person. So it was basically timing and saying yes and just trusting that the journey was going to be where it is now. And I'm so grateful. Well, and I feel the same way. It was almost uh, serendipitous, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was- it was like all the all the stars had lined up because I was the same. I was writing a whole book, and I thought, well, I can certainly truncate what I want to say into a chapter and keep working on a whole book. But it's much mm-hmm. more than chapter a chapter in a book, Emmy. It's it's just this community is amazing with over two hundred people to liaise with and have colleagues and become friends and. Like I was just saying to Stacy, it's it's almost uh, you can't explain it to anyone until you're part of it. Exactly. Now, Emmy, you wear many different hats. 
so I, I'm not sure <laughs> where to start. So what in your profession right now, because I know you're a child life specialist, but I also know that you're speaking and doing some coaching. So maybe you could touch on each of those points and tell the listeners, what's the one challenge that you see in the people that you're helping that your talents are addressing? Definitely. I came from working in an institution at a hospital. I still work um, at Kaiser Permanente here in Hawaii, but on call specialist, my profession is evolving in this whole world. I guess you can say it's a profession that we as caregivers forget while we're in the hospital. And um, the psychosocial background that I have is basically to help families. It's a family-centered care. And a child life specialist is specifically the liaison, which I serve in my community. Um, I do a lot of uh, teaching, medical play. A lot of what I do is basically just to help children and families become comfortable with the new changes that occur. Um, I advocate a lot for asthma and diabetes, one, and a lot of healthy and eating habits. And so my profession in a hospital, I guess it came from just studying in school and just seeing these new jobs appear. And so because of that, it kind of gave me the motivation to see where else can I work in this community being somebody that loves to be social. I love networking. I love basically being like a hostess. So I love events. I love just teaching people new things. And that's kind of where I came into this new business ownership um, where I wanted to become a motivational speaker. And then I learned that in order to become a successful motivational speaker, becoming an a published author was something that I also wanted to do so that I could be, I guess, marketable <laughs> in that way. And so I learned a lot from a lot of like my colleagues that have published books or have had that um, identity of being a published author. And I guess I drew more to that because a lot of people that I wanted to be like, I followed in their footsteps. And that's how I actually created my chapter. Well, and I love the name of your chapter, and I'd like you to tell the listeners the name and and where that came from and kind of what your direction and mindset was when you were writing it. Definitely. So my chapter is based off of what I did in the hospitals. I worked with a lot of children with cancer, and the biggest thing about working with these families is not how much longer they have on earth, it's how strong of a story can they share for the rest of their lives so I focused on legacy building and because I was born in an age or an era where um, social media television and basically the millennial generation focused on all these new creations of technology I focused on creating footprints to the moon and not just on the moon and that's the chapter I named it Creating Footprints to the Moon. So I focused a lot on movies. I focused a lot on um, different ways that we can work through technology. And that was kind of where, I guess you can say, I evolved (laughs) as an author. Um, But the biggest thing is that I went from the why to what if, because our generation now can create and be innovative without any limitations because of technology. And that's how I want to build a community is that you can create and you can become whatever you want to be if you just do something about it. And so when you're creating, it's it's an action verb. And it's an action verb that's going to keep on going as long as you believe in it. And that's kind of what my value is in writing this chapter. Well, and it's very it's very inspiring, and I, I love what you said there, turning your why into what if. And I think you're right. I think Jim Britt and Jim Lutz have been a vehicle for all of us. Uh, we might not have ever met or our paths may not have crossed <laughs> if we didn't have the Catalyst of the Change book series. 
Now, one of the things that I love on your website, and it's OperationEmmy.com, and I'd like you to talk about that in a minute, but I'd love for you to talk about the brand model because I know that you do professional modeling, and I just know that there's stigmas and, and different things that come along with that. And what is your goal and message to get out to younger girls and boys who are looking to model or getting into model how do you carry over your transferable skills as a child life specialist into that role when you're modeling i'm not sure if we were experiencing some technical uh difficulties from hawaii today with emmy but i think we may have lost her on the line we're talking with emmy augustine from book seven and i think we have just temporarily lost her for a moment so we will just hopefully uh, get her back shortly so emmy is in book seven and she is just a young entrepreneur who's just done amazing things with her career she started off working in the hospital as a child life specialist and has just continued to evolve into so many different uh, personal growth options in her life. Emmy, have we got you back? Yes, I am back. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That you know what? We're, we, you and I were just talking about technology, and these are the moments I always yes. love to have a little laugh. So no worries. <laughs> so tell us about. Um, I'll just repeat the question for you. So taking all of your ability to work with different psychosocial and social economic status, because I'm sure you saw that mm -hmm. working in the hospital as a child life specialist. How do you use those mm -hmm. transferable skills when you're modeling and, and mentoring and talking to young girls and young boys who are looking to do professional modeling like you're doing? Definitely. Uh, a lot of what I do um, I guess transfers into my modeling because they look at me as more of a mentor. So I was hired as a confidence coach at a local agency here in Hawaii. And I actually did a workshop with the teens and I spoke about branding because that's kind of where I come in as a coach is that I help small businesses with their branding. And what I created was a brand card so, you know, we speak about vision boards and everyone has like their way of creating their vision for their future. But what I did is I simplified it and I created index card size three by five. Um, I told the teenagers to cut out things that they would like to kind of create as their brand as a model. So we looked at values. We looked at modesty. That was one thing that I emphasize is modesty because um, as we evolve, you see a lot of different changes in sexuality and you look at different ways that a lot of um, commercials and a lot of social media posts, they all kind of draw towards sexuality now. But what I taught a lot of the girls there is that it's not about what genre you fit in, it's who you are and where you can go and how much you can adapt to the different changes that occur it could go from sexuality to something else later on in the future. But if you have the same brand as a model and you can basically go anywhere with that value in your brand, then you become successful. And that's kind of where I taught the girls about confidence and how being confident is different from being conceited because when you're confident, you believe in yourself. Being conceited is when you compare yourself to someone else and saying that you're better than that person. So being able to have the skills that I have as a child life specialist, I can use words that teenagers or um, adolescents and younger can learn from because I have those specific words that will help them understand what it means to be a model. Because a lot of times, too, like a lot of models, they act older than they really are. But then you think about it and you're like, wait, they're still in high school. Why don't I treat them like a teenager instead of like an adult that people expect to be? So that's very helpful with my studies as well well and and i love just you taking your skills and transferring them from you know a medical profession working with children and like you said really being a mentor and i'm sure that they're looking mm -hmm. at you and finding you to be so inspiring i know from reading <laughs> some some aspects of your chapter that 
you believe that true happiness is more than just what we have and what we know. And it's more about representing <laughs> those trans transforming goals, as you call them, into freedom. Can you talk a little bit about that for a moment? Definitely. So the reason why I wrote Transforming Goals into Freedom is that everyone who has a day job or a 40-hour week job, they look for Fridays. So TGIF, I don't know if you noticed that. So thank God it's Friday. I actually switched it to Transforming Goals into Freedom. So what I told a lot of people who asked me, why did you write Transforming Goals into Freedom is, even if you have a job that's Monday through Friday or Wednesday through Sunday or whatever you want to say your job is, when you're transforming goals into freedom, you look for the freedom of being able to do whatever you want to do, whether you're in a job that you work for someone else or whether you're doing something for yourself. It's not just looking for Friday because everyone thinks the end of the week ends on a Friday. But for myself, I don't have a job that is Monday through Friday. I have a job that's Monday through Sunday or Saturday through Wednesday. And sometimes I have jobs that 24 hours a day. So it just depends on where everyone comes from. But the real reason behind it is if you know and have something that you're proud of, then make it something that you can use to get the freedom to happiness. If you love your job that much and you know that, you know, when I'm done with this job, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to do, or I love this job so much that I want to keep doing it, then do it for the rest of your life. You're going to be free from going to a job, and what you're going to be doing now is just doing what you love to do. So going to work the next day isn't a hassle, and waking up isn't a hassle because you have to do something that you're forced to do when you really want to do it. So if you want to become a professional athlete, if you want to become a model, if you want to become a doctor, you're transforming these goals into freedom and not just acquiring a new job. And that's kind of where it comes into hand, where you have something that you know and something that you want and something that you want to acquire in the end. That That is very powerful. <laughs> and I uh, another thing that you talk about that really resonates with me is the honed ability to listen. And I know you know what I mean <laughs> when I say this. You talk about mm-hmm. learning and living and loving and that those are the ro- the rewards of listening. Just talk a little bit about how you emphasize and, and deliver that time of that version of customized inspiration and encouragement in your coaching. Definitely. So listening is, a specific way to understand something that has been said, whether it's said to your ears or whether it's said to your eyes. And this is, it's basically a metaphor. So whether it's marketing, you're watching a commercial or you're looking at an ad or it's something new that's coming to you. Your mother has, you know, some kind of disease or your daughter has something that's, that, um, You have no idea what's going on. So it's basically a form of understanding. And listening is just the first step. And that's the one thing that I emphasize in my chapter is there's always a first for everything. If you don't see, hear, or know the first thing to something, and listening is the most important thing because you're listening to yourself, your internal mindset, but you're also listening to how it perceives you you're not really learning, living, or loving anything. You're basically just trying to deny what you hear. So if you don't like take in everything by listening to the sounds of nature, you're not listening to your mind, it's basically just an encompassing realm of everything around you. And that's kind of what we have to know as human beings is that even if you don't have a hearing A lot of my friends who might have hearing aids or a lot of people who understand sign language, they're still listening because it's all a matter of interpretation of what you can see and what you can hear or even feel. And so when you have that, I guess, awareness, because it is an awareness, I can't teach you how to listen, but I can teach you the skills on how to listen. And if you want to learn that, then you will learn and live and love everything about your life. And that's basically as simple as it can get, hopefully. 
No, you 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 just really said that so eloquently, and and I'm sitting here listening <laughs> to you, and all that's coming to my mind is, when you're listening, do you really hear metaphorically? But if you have the vision, can you also see? And I was just talking to Stacy about this uh, before you in the first interview. So it's kind of like what Jim Britt and Jim Lutz talk to us and mentor us about uh-huh. this this change group community that is global this has nothing to do with our words in a book our words in the book <laughs> were the, were the on ramp to this amazing group of talented diversified men and women around the globe and we all just want to rise each other up and help each other and, and encourage each other. And I I love the work that you're doing, Emmy, because my background is medical case management. So we have a lot of synergy. Mm, and, yes. I moved, and I moved into work-life balance specialist because much like you do as a child life specialist, you're managing these families through a trauma or in some cases, like right. you spoke of, a terminal illness. And let's right. focus on the time we have here. And like you said, how strong is your story and how many times can you tell it? Because we don't know the expiration date of cancer, unfortunately. So I just, right. I love I love the well-roundedness of skills that you bring to your role and we've had very similar vocations so it's like you're on chapter two as well but you're still on call <laughs> with the medical because you must love it so much I do and I I actually just spoke um, for an in-service group to the palliative care at Kaiser and we talked about loss death and bereavement and the one thing that a lot of I guess, as we as humans, we haven't actually accepted death fully yet. But for me, what I like to teach people is that cancer, yes, there's going to be death in a certain amount of time. But for me, as a child life specialist, I like to focus on people who have chronic diseases and illnesses because you lose them to an illness, not to death yet. So for my chapter, it's about creating this legacy. Okay, today... The doctor just told you for the rest of your life, you're going to have this new illness. So now today you start a new life. So why not take it and make sure that you have a better life, even though no matter what comes to you, even though you change as a person, even though you're a different child or a different mother or a different friend, you're different that you're losing anything. It's now you're gaining something and now you have a story to tell. And that's why I teach a lot of models if you're going to be a brand ambassador if you're going to be a spokesperson you have to tell a story otherwise no one's going to listen to you (laughs) well and i i'm just sitting here smiling ear to ear because i (laughs) I knew i knew we had a lot in common but i've just it's just surpassed all of my expectations uh speaking with you (laughs) I I love you know I'm fondly known as Mama Deb. I feel Stacy and I joke. Yes. I feel like I'm I'm now Mama Deb uh, to the Change Book series. My one of my youngest oh. clients on my caseload was two years old and suffered a traumatic brain injury, and he woke uh-huh. up in recovery from his third neurosurgery. And he he put his hand through the side of the bed, and he lifted his head and he looked at me and he said, "Mama Deb, is that really you?" And I looked up at his mother and I said, are you okay with that? And she said, if anyone else in this world is going to be his mom, I want it to be you. So that's where Mama Deb came from. And I made a promise to him and his mother that one day I would use it to pay it forward. And I just love it. So I love connecting co-authors. And I really Mm -hmm. want you to connect with Lauren Pauly. She is an amazing co-author in the change. She's a speech language pathologist. She also has an amazing radio show. So I will make that connection between the two of you because you have so much in common. And, you know, (laughs) it's like the medical world is like our, our foundation to take us to, to even better greatness. Mm Hmm. And the skills that you learn working in the medical 
profession, I find are they're instrumental regardless of what you're doing, but especially in the work you've done, you must be exceptional at relationship marketing <laughs> and, and building rapport, Emmy. Definitely. And that's the one thing too. It's your first impression. It's the first of anything, honestly. But just like you said, in the medical field, we have a lot to learn and we also have a lot of resources. And that was one thing that I emphasize in the hospital is that I don't have to be a medical instructor or medical anything. I can even use complementary meds like guided imagery, things that don't even involve pharmaceuticals. And that's why I feel like I belong in the hospitals because if there's no answer with a medical background, I can use my psychosocial background. And so that's why I feel like we do get along. (laughs) Well, and you know, when you work in a medical position, you see all aspects of psychosocial, you see all aspects of social economic. It doesn't matter. You still develop that same rapport, that same trust, and mm-hmm. you're going to be doing the same role. So it's completely irrelevant when you think about it. But unless you've worked in the field like you and I have, it's hard for other people to see maybe our mindset in that regard. Right. Now, I would love for you to let the listeners know about your website and do you have any programs coming up for you? Uh-oh, I think I'm losing you. Mom, we lost. I think I, I think I got a little... In there. <laughs> let let me repeat the question for you. Could okay. you let our okay. could you let our listeners know about your website and do you have any coaching programs coming up or speaking engagements? What's what's uh, on your plate for finishing this year and what are your definitely? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Um. So. My website is operationemmy.com, and I'll give you a little background. I named uh, my business Operation Emmy because I worked in a hospital. So operation means change, and my family's also military, so operation was a type of um, mission. So Operation Emmy, E-M-M-Y, you can find or get a request for my copy of my book. And then I also have a 30-minute complimentary. If anyone's interested, they can email me. Um, I also have different links on there for my branding consulting. And um, I'm actually doing a commercial tomorrow for Toyota RAV4. So I'm still doing the acting and modeling. Um, But I don't have anything specific this month of December, but I do want to do a book launch tour here in Hawaii, so I'll keep you posted on that. Well, that's awesome. You sound like a busy lady. (laughs) Well, I I want to thank you for spending the last half an hour. I I look forward to coming to Hawaii and and sitting and speaking with you. I'm definitely going to do it. And I hope you have an awesome day, and thanks for spending 30 minutes with us. Thank you, too. 90 you take care. Bye, Mama Deb. <laughs> so just another exciting week of uh, interesting, dynamic leaders in the Change Book series. And it's just such a privilege and an honor. And I just want to leave you this week with a quote from Norman Vincent Peale. And he says, always be on the lookout for the big idea that can change your life. So just be mindful of those words today. I look forward to being back with you next week live. I can't believe it's December. So I want everyone to make today awesome and have a great week. And thanks for joining us on the Change Book Radio Show. This is Deb Crow. We'll see you next week.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.